0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Someone once said you don't grip a baseball. A baseball
2: grips you. It fills our days and brightens our nights.
1: Over the course of a season and the span of a lifetime. We share hope, drama, and joy. It brings us all closer together, nine innings at a time. It's the game we live. It's the game we love. Welcome back, baseball. Welcome back.
3: Welcome back, baseball, and it is back. The podcast is back. It is so great to talk with you once again. It seems like it has been a long, long time, but here we are. 2019 restarted, I guess is the way to put it, after the home opener last night. What a ball game it was. We're going to dive into that as the Mariners beat the Red Sox. They break out the sticks. A home run galore. Tim Beckham, a monster game. The Mariners rack up a ton of runs, eight extra base hits along the way, and a big win against the defending World Series champions, 12-4. Mariners win now 3-0. and Nice start for the Mariners as they'll go back at it tonight against Boston and the rest of the weekend, three games left in this series. So before we talk about the game last night, I do want to talk to you a little bit about the podcast and what it will look like, I guess at least in the near future, So, I've spent a lot of this off-season thinking about the podcast, and again, it's great to talk to you once again. I know how long it's been. Uh, As, well, those of you that have been with the podcast for a long time, you know that it is something that I've put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of work into, but really it's a labor of love. I love doing it, and there's two things about the podcast I love the most. And one is uh, just in-depth conversation about baseball with different people and bringing them to you. And I love that aspect. And I love the interaction as well. That's my other favorite part, just chatting with you and interacting with you, whether it's email or Twitter or whatever. And the difficult part about the podcast last year for me was – especially with the travel schedule, is keeping up the podcast daily. And it felt like last year, at least this is my perception, last year was short on the conversations and short on the interaction. And those are just my two favorite parts of the podcast. So in an effort to try and get more of both of those things this year, at least the first part of this year, and we'll see how it goes, is I am scaling back to three times a week with the podcast. I think more of a Monday, Wednesday, Friday edition. Monday, you know, talk about everything that happened over the weekend. Wednesday, talk about what happened in the two days previous. And then Friday, get you ready for the weekend with kind of the longer conversations mixed in. So I'm thinking we'll see how that goes. Hopefully... I'm sorry if you love the everyday. Uh, I totally understand. And who knows? I'm not closing the door on anything. We can certainly get back to that at some point. Maybe we'll get back to that this season. But I just want to see how three days a week goes. And, of course, as always, please let me know your feedback at Gary Hill Jr. on Twitter. Uh, Great way to do it. ErieHillPXP at gmail.com as well if you want to write uh, something longer on an email. So that's kind of the plan to at least start the year, and we'll see what happens as we move through this thing. So this obviously the week coming to an end here on Friday, but we'll be back on Monday, and we'll talk about everything that happened over the weekend against the Boston Red Sox and what has already shaped up to be a pretty interesting start. I mean, Chris Sale on the mound, and Aaron Goldsmith and I were talking about this before the game yesterday just in terms of pitchers you do not want to face on opening day we're just going through the list and seeing and you know, if you had to rank them who would it be and our consensus was sales in that top three I mean reasonable minds can slice it a lot of different ways but I kind of looked at it as Scherzer is definitely someone you don't want to see an opening day especially because pitch counts are relevant to him most of the time Almost all the time, and it was in the opener as well. DeGrom coming off the year, he had his stuff, certainly won. And Chris Sale was in my top three. Just, you don't want to, well, you don't want to really face him anytime. You don't want to face him on opening day. And, you know, look at the Mariners' success or lack thereof the past, what, seven starts against Sale. You know, seven runs allowed in those seven starts, seventy strikeouts in those times. I mean, just ridiculous numbers. And so you watch Sale in the first inning, go one, two, three, punch outs all the way around, and it's it's a bit concerning, especially with the Red Sox run early. But man, the Mariners broke out the sticks in a big way Tim Beckham has just been ridiculous.
1: Here's the pitch on the way swing and a well hit ball deep to left field back she goes going going goodbye baseball underneath the out of town scoreboard Tim Beckham with his second home run of the season puts the Mariners on the board it's now the Red Sox 2 and the Mariners 1 Beckham with a home run against the A's at the Tokyo Dome and now it first hit In a Mariners uniform at T-Mobile Park. Skies one out of here. To left center field. It's 2-1 Boston. And the thing is, he was not done. Next pitch will be number 70 for sale. Here it comes. Swing, Beckham, deep to center field. Bradley to the track, to the wall. Gone off the batter's eye. It's BP on opening day against Chris Sale, the third Mariners home run and the second from Tim Beckham. All this guy does is hit dingers.
3: He's off to a ridiculous start, and I was looking at it because you know multi-home game home run games from Mariners shortstops, and that hasn't happened a lot since the era days. And so I was looking at that, and since '91, there's only been three different. Mariners shortstops, it's even had one home run, multi-home run game. A-Rod, 15 of them. Brad Miller had four, and now Beckham has checked in with his first one. And not only a multi-home run game, he takes Sale deep, which is easier said than done. I mean, they matched seven runs. They matched what Sale had allowed in the last seven starts against the Mariners. They had more home runs. It's just, it's incredible, it's incredible what they did and they just kept on bashing the ball and it was Santana again, another home run as he's off to a ridiculous start as well.
1: The one-two, swinging a high fly ball, left field, Benintendi feeling for the wall and it's gone into the Mariners' bullpen. Domingo Santana with a two-out, two-run home run in the bottom of the seventh. It's the fifth Mariners home run today on opening day against the Red Sox. It is 12-4 Mariners.
3: 12-4 Mariners. They pounded out more extra base hits than they've had at home in the last couple of years as the offense churning early after taking two in Tokyo against the Oakland A's. Last night, 12 runs, 12 hits along the way. You know, Santana, Hanegar both doubled. Smith had a triple, which was pretty awesome to see. Five homers, Beckham had a couple. Uh, Edwin had one. Santana, his second home run as a Mariner. Healy checked in with a big blast as well. Marco Gonzalez, well, he's getting a lot of run support in his first two starts. He pitches into the sixth, allowing three earned. And The bullpen keeps Boston off the board, pitching – Three and two-thirds innings. Elias, Uren, and Brennan as they close things out. The Mariners get a pretty impressive win on opening day. Here's Scott's Service after.
4: I'm really excited about our uh, the offensive effort today. I thought it was outstanding. I uh, Really got started with Tim Beckham. You know, uh, Chris Sale kind of <laughs> rolls through us in the first inning, and you know Beckham gets the solo homer and kind of like, you know energized the dugout a little bit. But a, a lot of really good at-bats up and down the lineup all day long, and you know, he's running pitch counts up, and you know we we hit five home runs today. Uh, we do have power on this club, and we got guys that are, you know, working their way into good hitting counts and, and not missing their pitch. So uh, certainly Beckham big day, uh, Domingo Santana again, Healy great to see Edwin Encarnacion get going and you know break the parrot out today was was uh, we all enjoyed that. So a uh, great way to start the season here at home. Um, you know, a lot of things have been written about our club, and we have a lot of pl- games yet to play, but I like our team. And I think the the more time they spend uh, together, getting to know each other, you know, should be a should be an interesting year here. Yeah, Tim Tim Beckham's in a really good spot. Uh, I got to give Tim a ton of credit. You know, he's been in the league for a little while. Uh, he came into spring training and and right away got with Perry Hill, and really his focus has been on the defensive side. You know, and he's, he's picked up a couple of things from Perry, uh, working really hard at it, and he's getting some payback, certainly on the offensive side, but uh, the work he's putting in defensively is, has been great to see right from the beginning. Uh, It's just great to play good at home. The place is full. I thought the fans were great today. Uh, You know, and there's a lot been written uh, about the the direction, you know, we want to take this organization. And uh, I think a lot has been said, too, I think from the people internally, uh, we do like our team. It's a different look to our team. And I get that. It's not the the household names, the names you're used to seeing in our lineup. But these guys can play, and and I've said it all along, I think, you know, as this season goes along, the the fans will have plenty of guys to latch on to because we certainly have personality on this team. I think you saw some of that come out today as well.
2: There's a lot has been about the overall, but
1: players don't focus like that, do they? They kind of focus on the moment and competing once they
2: step the
4: lines. Yeah, no doubt. Our, our guys, they, they all have something to prove. And, um, you know, Domingo Santana is a fine example. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, he has a big year. Last year, he doesn't get much opportunity. He's out to prove people that he can be an everyday player in this league. Um, you know, and we take the field. It's about winning the ball game. Not concerned about the the future, the direction, all this other stuff, the reimagination. It's about winning today's game, and that's what the big leagues are about. Good day today. We'll see how what it leads into tomorrow. Scott, what did you admire? Oh, the Red Sox are really good. There's a reason they won the World Series. Uh, you know, it's, it's a tough assignment. Uh, first time out, you know, here uh, for Marco. Marco but uh, Marco's done a really good job of understanding who he is, reading the game situation, and what's working for him that day. He did a really nice job last time out against the A's over in Tokyo. Did a great job again today. You know, he's on the edge, trying to find what's working early in the game and able to being able to minimize damage and just letting him putting up a one spot in the in the first and second instead of a, a crooked number is a big deal. And he's done a really nice job with that. Oh, yeah, no. And Chris Sales is certainly one of the, the best, the premier uh, guys in our league. But, again, it, it starts with the quality of bats, working deep in counts. Even though we, we struck out the side in the first inning, I mean, we were deep in counts. You looked up, we threw 24, 25 pitches in the first inning. That's the, the big difference in our ball club. Uh, some days we're going to hit four or five home runs, other days we're not. But I do think we're going to grind and grind through at bats consistently up and down that lineup.
3: I think the velocity seems to be down a tick to where his trademark area is. Is that something you guys noticed as the game went on, and is it something
4: you scouted at all? Well, certainly you keep a close eye on guys coming into games. You have your scouting reports where they're at. But, you know, it's not just Chris's sales velocity. It's the secondary pitches. The slider is very good. He's, he's really – that's an effective changeup. He's not afraid to use it. So he's got a lot of weapons. And, like I said, we made him come into the strike zone and we had some pretty good swings on him as the game got going. Skype,
0: you said you, you, you like this team. And then I heard you say that they seem to focus about the task at hand and winning.
2: Game. Yeah. Is that a first session. That's what
4: you like about this team. Oh no, no question. You know, like I said, the, all the things that you know, you guys talk about. You know, kind of the direction, you know, the organizations heading, whatever. These guys are out there. They got, uh, you know, they, they have things to prove um, to, to a lot of people. Um, but again, we we'll get a lot of these guys. We're we'll giving them opportunity. We we'll see if they can take it and run with it.
5: With, with Santana, beyond the results, what do you like about
6: his approach?
4: Yeah, Domingo's is it's an interesting guy. Very quiet. You know, big presence, obviously, physically. Uh, You know, you watch the swing and how's it going to work. He's got big-time power. Um, It's unconventional. Uh, A lot of the balls he hit, he pulled the ball today, but a lot of them are going to go out to right field, right center field. Um, He stays on pitches. Uh, I mean, the the double he took down the line, it's it's a very professional at bat. You know, And, and those type of things. He's a young guy yet. He's 26 years old. Uh, But he's had some success in this league, and uh, we're going to hopefully ride a a big year out of him this year. It would be a lot of fun to watch.
1: Scott, you had 12 runs, 3-0 record. One phrase, how do you feel?
4: Pretty happy. How do you feel? Good, good. good. Why not? We need to enjoy it. Uh, We took the right uh, mindset, and... Approach to the the Japan series. It was something we embraced. We look forward to. Looking forward to opening up here against the Red Sox again. Best team in baseball. Why not? We got to play them at some point. So again, good day for us today. Don't get too far down the road, but it's nice to get some momentum going.
3: It was a good day. It was a fun day at the ballpark as the offense went wild. After the game, Gonzalez, Beckham, they most, uh, both met with the press. Do your promise,
2: no, I didn't. I just wanted to uh, see a ball up in the zone. And uh, I mean, I know the past history, you know. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't care about that. He still has to, you know, come out and throw the ball tonight. And I respect him. He's a really, really good pitcher, but I want to see something up in the zone that I can handle. And uh threw me two good change ups uh, before that. And he normally gets me with the fastball up, and then I was looking for the one up and got a good pitch to hit. There's been a lot of
1: talk about this team, the rebuild and all this stuff you guys
2: think you don't seem to be worrying about that too much. Well, I mean that's 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 on the front office, you know I mean, we're ball players. We come we come to play the, play the, play the game that night at 705 or 410 tonight. We're in between the white lines it's baseball. That's um and we're expected to produce and you know when you're in the lineup, productivity is, is like I said is expected. So um as far as the rebuild and everything else, I mean, we leave that to the front office. It's out of our control.
5: Yeah, I mean, we don't really, in that clubhouse in there, we don't really care too much about what people think or what they say. I mean, I would say what stays in the clubhouse is going to stay in the clubhouse. And, um, you know, like Tim said, like, we're going to come out and compete and do what we do. Um, we got a locker room full of guys looking for stuff to prove. And I think that's dangerous. When you get a good group together like that, you're going to see some some fun things happen.
4: How did the Tim's Homer change the dugout? I mean, Sale looked really good the first inning. You guys get the home run and just kind of cut the lead in half and go from
5: there. Yeah, it gives you a lot of confidence as a pitcher, you know, knowing that you guys are starting to swing the bat. Um, you know, luckily we get a couple pitches up in the zone and hit it out of the yard. And, you know, I, I, that just something that fires me up, it gives me a lot of confidence going into the next inning and um, it kind of shifts my focus to being more aggressive and attacking the zone more, knowing we got a little lead. And, um, you know, our hitters just, they came to play tonight. It was awesome to see. Marco, how would you assess your your performance like? Um, I would say it's probably the most consistent that I felt this year. Definitely the most confident in the zone with all my pitches. I uh, felt like I worked in the head and the count for the most part and made a couple mistakes, um, but didn't let things snowball. I think, you know, I'll take ones ones and zeros all day. And uh, especially when we're swinging the bats like we are, I'm just trying to give us a chance to win. Marco, it seemed like you were
3: really able to jam and-
5: think that's something that I try to do in general. Um, run a lot of sinkers in, and uh, and just try to expand the zone from there. You know, trying to get ahead, and um, a lot of these guys want to go after the first pitch, like we saw with Ben and Tandy first pitch of the game. So um, I thought, you know, that's that's my best shot to get a ground ball or weak contact. So I was really aggressive on the in, inner half tonight.
3: How did you maintain your composure at the top of the?
5: They're hitters. I mean, hitters make mistakes even at this level. So I can't think about too much about who's up at the dish. Just go and compete my game and um, go compete and execute. I mean, that's that's it. It doesn't matter who's in the box. Team it's three
1: pretty good games for you to start out How good does it feel to
2: come to a new team and come out hot like this? It's a good feeling, you know. Um, I mean, no matter what team you're on, you want to come out. You want to come out and play play winning baseball. But I mean, I'm here in Seattle with a, with a great group of guys and guys that love to compete and uh, I love it. It fires me up, you know, and, um, but as far as a good start, I mean, it's three games into the season. Um, tomorrow's a new day. You know, you want to come out tomorrow and produce. You want to come out tomorrow and play winning baseball.
6: You guys three games into your season, but how, uh, how gratifying is it given your, your history in the game in terms of wanting to get mm-hmm. on to a good start with a new club?
2: Well, um, I mean baseball's hard enough as it is. I mean I don't I don't want to come out and oh, I need to get into a good start. I, I impress about it. You know, I'm, I want to play loose and have fun with the game and as you guys you know what you what you saw tonight, I mean I think that's that defines our team. We're an entertaining ball club and we're going to come out and uh, we're going to come out and play with intensity.
3: You guys think that the trip to Japan helped you galvanize your yourself as a team and did it allow
2: for you guys to truly take a step away from from the area and just Immerse yourself in who you
5: are and what you want to become as a club. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew going in. I, I thought, you know, I had a great idea about that trip being a very good team bonding experience for all of us, and I think everyone would agree that that's exactly what happened. I think the last game we played in Tokyo, too, seeing Ichiro retire, I think that really fired a lot of passion into us and you know, just kind of give us some perspective on what we're doing and what this means. And um, now we got a clubhouse full of guys that truly, truly love what they do and love the group that we're doing it with.
3: Kind of building off that, you've already kind of been through the pomp and circumstance, but you're a guy who lives
4: here in the off season, and, and, and to see that crowd today and take them under today, what did that mean to
5: you? It's very special. Um, I had a lot of family and friends in the stands tonight, a lot of zags, and I think, um, you know, trying to walk the line between enjoying the moment and understanding what it is and going out and competing, pitching a ball game. So um, I felt I did a little better job tonight than I did in Tokyo, and uh, I was ready for it. This is something that I've been waiting for for a long time, and uh, ever since I knew I was going to get this game, I knew it would be something special, so I came ready to go today.
4: How soon did you check the Zags score?
5: (laughs) I mean, I heard it after I came out, Um, but, you know, to be honest, I wasn't really that worried. Um, But, you know, to that point, go Zags. (laughs) <laughs> did you ever ask me what the final ticket count was? No. We'll find out later. <laughs> Ooh, did you hear it on the video board? Yeah. yeah, After I came out, that was it was perfect timing perfect. Um, to see us come out and win by 12, I think it was. That's pretty cool. Pretty awesome.
3: There was Marco Gonzalez, Tim Beckham. I think some pretty interesting stuff right there. That's why I let the whole thing go through. Some very interesting statements on a great start, Mariners 3-0. and we're going to hear f- more from Marco Gonzalez in just a second. Shannon put together a really good piece that will come up in just a moment. So 7:10 tonight, and this is going to be interesting. Kikuchi will take on the Boston Red Sox. Nathan Ivaldi will go for Boston, the flamethrower, the World Series hero, the playoff hero for Boston. And then Saturday, 6:10, Mike Leak against Eduardo Rodriguez. He's... Well, he's a breakout candidate, no doubt. Rodriguez, the lefty, some great stuff. So that's going to be a tough matchup on Saturday. And then Sunday, 110 first pitch. Wade LeBlanc will take the ball against Rick Porcello. Boston, no joke. I mean, their offense gets a ton of attention for good reason. They can mash the ball. I mean, Betts and J.D. Martinez, just go down the list. Uh, Bogarts. They're going to score a ton of runs this year. Their rotation up and down, one through five, is very strong. Mariners will not see David Price. He had an illness in spring training, so he won't pitch till Monday. So he's the one that they'll miss. Questions are surrounding their bullpen without Kimbrell, without Kelly. Uh, they're back two guys in the bullpen last year. So that's going to be an interesting aspect to watch in this series as we move through three more games. So, again, 7-10 first pitch coming up tonight. Kikuchi against Ivaldi at T-Mobile Park as the Mariners will try and take the first two games of this four-game series. So, again, great to be back. Podcast is here. Season is going. Mariners 3-0. and Now we give it to Shannon Dreher, who has a fun conversation with Marco Gonzalez.
7: Shannon Dreyer here with the Clubhouse Insider, counting you down to first pitch, a first pitch that will be thrown by Marco Gonzalez, who has had quite the journey to get to this moment. A former first-round pick out of Gonzaga, his promising career was in jeopardy early due to an elbow injury and the Tommy John surgery that followed. Coming from the pitching-rich Cardinals system, Jerry Depoto, however, saw an opportunity and made the trade July 21st, 2017.
6: He's he's back. He has pitched full time this year for the first time since 2000, early 2015. Now, frankly, was off of the prospect radar for the last year and a half, and we're thrilled to have him. We, we feel like he's he is about as major league ready as a AAA pitcher can be. And the the 2018 and beyond version for us was critical to to have a guy like that who we can plug into our rotation and and who we control for the next six years is is terrific and you know whether he's an all-star or not is it's sometimes at this time of year you can get lost in the weeds playing for the big names and the simplest thing is to is to commit two guys like we have talked about before who, who start to change the dynamic of how your team looks because they're young they're good and they're controllable and we feel like marco fits in that mold
7: in his first year back from surgery things were a bit bumpy for gonzalez in his first look with the mariners 0-2
1: on the way, and it's
6: inside,
1: and that hits Beckham. Holy smokes. It hit him on the foot. A breaking ball down and in. That will force in Chris Davis from third base, and the Orioles have the lead
7: 5-4. Marco made eight starts after the trade, getting into the fifth inning just once. At that point, even he wasn't sure what he would be coming back from surgery.
5: Injury and and being on the DL, um, going through a year plus of rehab, it it definitely matured me a little bit. taught me to really slow down the game and and appreciate every day no doubt. Um, Right now I'm in the business of of conserving my bullets. I I feel like I'm kind of pitching on borrowed time a little bit but I feel stronger than ever and and so I think right now just um, staying consistent with my workload make sure that I'm staying on top of everything in between starts to make sure that I'm healthy and um, ready to go for my next time out.
7: 2018 was a different story. After a healthy offseason, the gloves were taken off. Marco was once again allowed to throw his cutter, and it didn't take long for him to get back to form.
1: Segur to his left. Underhand tossed to D at second. In time to get Mustakis, and the ball game is over. Marco Gonzalez, oh, so close to the shutout. But he comes away with his first ever complete game, and he wins it by a score of four to one.
7: After a successful first full year in the bigs, Marco now finds himself atop the rotation starting both opening days for the Mariners. He was a number one in college and number one in the minors and now is not shy about wanting to take on more with his current opportunity. Do the responsibilities of getting the ball first extend beyond opening day?
5: I think so, um, but I want that. I think that I'm that type of person where I enjoy going out and setting the tone for a team like this. especially when this could be a defining year for us. I think I want to be at the forefront of that, and I want to show what this team is all about. I think I can do a good job of that.
3: Welcome to another edition of Riz Remembers. And this week we turn back the hands of time to opening day 1986, the Seattle Mariners against the California Angels. Opening
1: night is always exciting. You got a sellout crowd and, and the excitement in the air. You can cut it with a knife. And then there's those games that just become very special. And I don't know if anybody had a better opening night game than Mariner third baseman Jim Presley. Let's go back to that opening game, the Mariners and the California Angels, 1986. This is Donnie Moore's game to save if he can, and Mike Witt's game. To win if more can save it but the M's trying to have something to say about it here in the bottom of the ninth the 1-1 one, one pitch on the way to Presley swung on and belted deep to left center field Pettis goes back this will fly 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 away and we are tied at four would you believe it
3: Jim Presley had become the starting third baseman full time for the Mariners in 1985 swatting 28 home runs and ripping 33 doubles 1986 would be an all star season for Jimmy Presley and it started with a bang
1: Jimmy Presley was a talented third baseman he came up through the organization with a group of young players that became the core of the ball club for a number of years Harold Reynolds Danny Tardable Spike Owen Jim Presley Dave Henderson Dave Valley Matt Young Mike Moore Mark Langston Yvonne Calderon and on and on and on it was a great group of young guys at double a Chattanooga in 1983 Jim Presley in an exhibition game hit a home run off of Glenn Abbott and uh, it went, went way out the left center field I said who is this guy and in just a short time after that Jim Presley became the starting third baseman for the ball club. An
3: unlikely home run the year before in 1985, Donnie Moore, he was an all-star, seventh in Cy Young Award voting, had a 1.92 ERA in 65 games. Here's a
1: guy with a great fork ball that stayed down. Dave Henderson hit the big home run off of him uh, later on that year when he was with the Boston Red Sox. But for Jim Presley as a young player to do what he did that night, it just... Sent the ball club off uh, on a great note before a great crowd at the Kingdom. and uh, it seems like when you win an opening night like that before a great crowd it counts as 10 wins and that game and that uh, outing for Jim Presley seemed like it started the Mariners 10-0 and in the year.
3: Already the hero once Jimmy Presley came to the plate again in the bottom of the 10th inning this time with the bases loaded.
1: Mariners a great job to come from behind to tie the score. The Mariners have been a good come from behind ball club the last couple of years trying to do the same tonight after the angels took an early three nothing lead in the first force the set and the one-two pitch on the way to jimmy swung on well hit ball deep to left field back she goes goodbye baseball grand slam home run jimmy presley and the mariners beat the california angels eight to four Holy smoke, Jimmy Presley ties it in the ninth inning, and he wins it in the bottom of the 10th inning. A grand slam home run by Jimmy Presley, way out of here to left field, the Mariners defeat the Angels, 8-4, opening night, 1986. Whoa, what a night for Jimmy Presley and the Mariners.